You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm well as far as I know. Good. Me too. That's become my standard answer. It's, it's funny, yeah. Because you know what's frightening is I could be deathly ill and not know it yet. I don't even know it yet. How's that for some scary stuff in your coffee this morning? Welcome to the Horizons Church Podcast. <laughs> Where we find every opportunity we can to remind you that you will die one day. Here's the thing. We just want you to understand what it's like to live with constant anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what it's like to be us. Oh, it's so fun to be us. Don't even try to tell me be anxious for nothing. That's Don't even try to tell me that because I got a sandwich for you. It has five <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> That's a really dumb joke, but I, I stuck with it. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard I haven't heard the term knuckle sandwich since I was like six, watching I mean, like Looney Tunes. I was just transported back. I don't know if I'm. I've been transported back mentally to the '90s or the yeah. '50s. Like, I like. I'm very confused about it. Like, it, there's yeah. some guy in like a, a black leather jacket with he's a greaser, blue. Yeah, he's a greaser. Leather jacket, you know, the big pomp. Greasy yes. hair. He's like, I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich. Yes. I'm going to, you catch me outside <laughs> of this. I'm going to steal your lunch money, kid. It's just John Travolta from Greece. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly who I oh, man. picture. I'm, I'm really diverting us here, but, um, oh no, shoot. You never played Fallout 3, right? You're Fallout 4. Uh, yeah, I'm Fallout 4. And then I, I, uh, I got into a lot of the lore of the previous games, but I never played them. In the classic role playing game, Fallout 3, mm-hmm. uh, there is a, character i can't remember his name now but he's are you talking about the tunnel snakes yeah 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 he leads this gang called the tunnel snakes and which is just cool he's a greaser but he that's who also i picture he talks like tunnel snakes rule he talks like i mean he's trying to the 50s you know or something (laughs) you know give you a knuckle sandwich yeah so anyway yeah so a lot of us are at home Mm. right now wishing we were greasers wishing we were greasers (laughs) exactly and not only are a number of us at home a number of us are working from home yeah i for one am not a work from home expert Mm. it's not my default setting it's not and that mm. almost surprises me a little bit yeah it's not i just just, have so much um, confidence in you buddy it's no um Yeah, just I'm not. I just I can't handle it. That's I'm fair. too, you know, I can't do it. Uh, unfortunately for, well, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on where you fall in the <laughs> spectrum, this is the reality that many of us are living with because of the current circumstances mm. in which we live, the things which will not be named. The quote unquote, exactly, the quote unquote <laughs> current circumstances. <laughs> And even those of us who are not, like right now, I don't have to, but it could become possible yeah. that may, maybe by the time this recording drops, something Isn't that, that would be true. I don't know. It's hard to say. But here's the thing. Wherever we happen to be, whether we're in the office or out in the field, or if we've always worked from home, we're called to do all things for the glory of God, and we're called to toil with all the might that God is working within us. So in other words, we're called to work hard mm-hmm. for his sake. Okay, that's 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 the crux good of the bridge, thing. Good bridge, good bridge. But depending on your at-home situation, let's say you are working from home. Sure. Maybe that's a new reality for you. Mm. It's something you're not quite used to. Maybe you're like me, and that's just mm, not the default, <laughs> not your ideal. This may be difficult. So, an example of this. Do you recall that viral interview from a couple years ago? A couple years ago, question mark. I don't actually remember when it was. <laughs> but there was this British journalist guy, and he was being interviewed, and he was doing this from home. And his little children came toddling in, Aww. and, like, his wife came in, and like, was, like, trying to wrangle him. And he was, he was just so, like, he was just, uh, like, trying to stick with it, and Aww. everyone knew what was going on. It was so... <laughs> 
Do you remember that? I I don't, but I'm gonna look it up very quickly because that seems extremely oh, wholesome. You did not see that. That's amazing. No. Yeah, it is wholesome. But I feel like that's the situation that perhaps you many, know many people yeah, are in, like trying to like you know get some work done, and you know the kids are stumbling in, daddy, mommy, oh, you know. So for those of us who are having to readjust to working at home and wanting to do that excellently and for the glory of God and the good of our neighbors, uh, we thought it might be helpful to discuss this a little bit. Sure. You know, from a from the perspective of well, not not me. <laughs> because I'm I'm not good at this. Actually, uh, Ethan is the subject matter expert on this. He um, he is quite good at this. And in fact, my guess would be that he gets more work done from home than at our church offices. That's probably true. It's easy for me to just kind of like slide into a, a zone of, of working, just like just like that. Yeah, I no one can hear, but I snapped. Oh, so yeah. just to emphasize how quickly <laughs> how quickly he can do it in a snap. <laughs> So since you are, since that is true for you, Ethan, tell us all secrets and mysteries of working from home. No, well, that's why I came here. All of them. <laughs> to work from a different home in this home studio. Whoa. <laughs> that's, that's work from homeception. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, no, no, no. But, um, but for real, let's just get some pros and cons out there to begin with so that we can get the lay of the land before we go further. Sure. So, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about that since this is new to many of us, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I think I'm very fortunate um, outside of this whole situation that working from home is like such a natural fit for me because my day-to-day schedule is wildly, wildly inconsistent. So having some flexibility is a gift. But I also think that if you're not disciplined about it, it can also be a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I can agree to last minute requests and make last minute changes to my schedule because that out of office time isn't dependent on other people, on meetings or like equipment. So right now, for instance, you know, we're dedicating a ton of time to to produce a digital service for the weekend. And a lot of my involvement, that's been switched up to like a Tuesday. For, mm-hmm. And that's kind of my pseudo day off. But maybe we need to change our recording schedule or postpone it or, you know, because of all that, it's a non-issue for me. Yeah. Being able to predominantly work from home means I can easily accommodate those changes and work around the parts of the job that are beholden, uh, you know, to people or equipment or being in a studio like this. Yeah. So what you're saying is the pros are pretty great if you can, because it'll grant you more flexibility. Yes. Um, in general, you can move things around. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. You're not constrained to, like, the requirements of, well, if this person isn't in the office or this thing isn't available at this time then I'm stuck yeah, you can yeah. move around exactly those like work doesn't cu- it doesn't grind to a halt you know so that's something I like really value and really appreciate because that means I can I could be helpful and be involved in things that otherwise I'd be having to cancel on people and do all this other stuff yeah um, so it, it's made this whole situation kind of in a weird way more fun and uh you know there's there's more that we can accomplish together yeah but the downside is that I think if you're not careful you know you could find yourself in a tight spot like it requires <laughs> it requires some form of discipline. Discipline. <laughs> the other D word. <laughs> the like an organ plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you know, or anxiety. So I've got <laughs> at least I've got that covered. And if um, you don't have it, and you give you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I you know I hate having things like hang over my head. Yeah. Uh, like even preparing for this today, this recording, <laughs> uh, I cannot enjoy my time watching a movie on Netflix or getting lost in a hobby, which is probably also Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with something with something like Keeping this it real. <laughs> hanging over my head it's like yeah. it's not like a a dread or a chore I, you know i love doing this work yeah. but from a mental emotional standpoint i need to get it done so i can truly enjoy my time when i step away so if, you know if you don't have a compulsion or something you have to work harder to cultivate that discipline uh, in in the habits that help you yeah i think i'll speak from personal experience i don't want to speak for sure. anyone else on this because you know 
how things are. But I know that my tendency in a work from home environment is to procrastinate, become exacerbated. And I take the flexibility to mean, well, I can, you know, I've got time to get this done, you know, and I end up, you know, having to do things at the last minute, which in fact is ironically why I'm so disciplined. Like when I'm at work and I have such a big to do about my morning routine is so that those procrastination tendencies don't sneak into like when I'm at the office because I keep that very disciplined. So you don't have, you don't have like a, a creeping and growing anxiety idea about I got to get this done I got to get this done not when I'm at home you just kick it down the road yeah I'm just like oh like I could you know <laughs> read a book right now or something or draw or you know Abigail's oh. in here I can you know play with her exactly. for a little while exactly so that is I think pretty important and that tendency in me like I think we laugh about it you know and it's kind of funny and that's kind of like the perpetual college student kind of a thing you know like I'm pushing things off but that's really that's not good like it really isn't I don't think that's healthy unless you you have a muse that's constantly singing to you at the 11th hour um, um, you know, you're probably not going to get your best work done that way. If you don't get things done on a good timetable, that may not just affect you. It may affect other people who are waiting, yeah. you know, like they got to wait on your piece to get their work done. Right. So all that I say in order to ask what sort of guides or habits do you have in place that help you draw those lines and keep those disciplines, especially between work and home? Like what's the invisible wall you have up that helps you say like, right, even though I'm at home, it's time to work. And I'm like, I'm it's work mode. You know? It's actually a funny relationship I have with that wall. <laughs> Dumb wall. Because uh, I am not the leave work at the office type. Mm-hmm. You know, considering how mobile I am some weeks, um, I you know I definitely blur the lines more than some. But maybe I can offer some basic advice on this because yep. people don't always have a choice with things. And that's not like just about now. That could be for, for a number of reasons. Yeah. So for one thing that, that I do to kind of keep that relationship healthy at home is essentially kind of create space. Yeah. More in a mental capacity. So like I said, you know, I, I sort of treat Tuesdays as a pseudo day off. I won't necessarily abstain from all work if there's like a mission critical project, but I will cut communications. Like no yeah. work email, no work text, none of that. I keep it out of my world for my mental and emotional health. And that may look different for some people, you know, what it is that they draw boundaries around. But I think for me, the key in doing this was creating boundaries around like the high anxiety or the high stress items. So whatever part of your like work at home situation is like the most daunting, the most stressful, the most intrusive or draining, make sure you have time when that is like essentially not allowed to be a part of your life. Basically, just our third commandment episode. <laughs> you know, just like Are you talking about the Sabbath episode? Yes. Fourth is, commandment. Let me say it again. <laughs> you know the funny thing? I'm I don't even care if this makes it in the recording at this point, because as I said, when we did the, the those episodes, I'm like, I told you, I can't list them in order. I told you that from episode one. I'm like, I could I eventually name them all, but I can't tell you the order. So you know what I did? I looked it up last night. I looked it up so I would say the right thing. And I said the wrong thing. You know, keep it all in. Keep it. All of this stays I love in. It. I don't I care. It. That's, That's fine. This is who I am. You're brave. Very brave. <laughs> I don't care. But no, you, so all that aside, no little jokes here. I can see how that would be important because I know yeah. like, like for instance, for me, we use Slack yeah. to communicate as a staff at the church. And I don't open that on Fridays, which is my typical day off yes. because that platform can create that kind of a, um, the work stress. Yeah. And again, it's not like I, every time I open Slack when I'm at the office, I'm like, Oh, my heart is racing out of my chest. Right. But it is like this, Oh, when I'm doing that, it's time to like work. There are yeah. things to be it, like, done. It, it turns your work brain on. And if you're trying to spend time with your daughter, that's not mm-hmm. time for work brain. Yes, that's um. correct. Work brain <laughs> be gone. 
So, you know, and that the importance of that is going to that's going to show up in different people's like I don't have a daughter certainly, yeah. but um I still find the need to create space so I can maintain a healthy relationship with my work yes. when I'm doing it. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so I can I can see that would be I think very helpful. So, aside from that, what general tips would you offer to a plebeian like me? It's <laughs> uh, like, Ethan, I need help. I'm not doing very well with this. I think some of this is going to sound like a natural fit for you when you, when you hear what I have to say. Because oh boy. these are just things, and this is a caveat to anyone thinking that I'm going to change their life. Um, <laughs> these are just things I've learned over the past handful of years. That because I've, how long have you been doing this? Four. Four years, I About guess. four, yeah. Which I guess that's not counting like freelance stuff in college because it, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> N- nothing's normal about that. But uh, kind of riding the coattails of creating that mental space, I kind of thought you might want to create or rather curate a physical space to mm. work in. A room or a corner or a workbench or a desk, whatever, you know, facilitates your trade. But something that allows you to focus on the work at hand and, and physically puts you in a work zone. Yeah. You know, not unlike the approach, I think we talked about like secret prayer rituals, secret yes. worship, mm-hmm. that episode. And I think there's something about that that, like we just said, it kind of helps you turn the work brain on. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm like confessing a sin somehow by mentioning this, but I recently finished reading Stephen King's memoir on writing, no. on writing, that he talks about the importance of he has a desk. Yeah. And that desk in his study is where the writing gets done. Like that is where he sits. And when he's sitting in that desk, he is writing. Dang. So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's I would, some I would, overlap there. It's weird that I even mentioned this, right? I kind of mentioned this as a, um, boy, wouldn't this be good? Because it's something I, I have lacking. So do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much. Um, But I kind of mentioned it for two reasons. Because on one hand, I've heard so many times about people who, when they leave the office, it is off. Yeah. And I'm like, what? is that what are you talking i can't stop you do that I can't thinking about it i can't remove it from weighing on me as we've discussed <laughs> so you know i think that must be something that could be important but it's also something i kind of i don't currently have but desire yeah like i would like to invest in curating something like that and having the chair the desk the thing that makes that conducive so more of a, a desire for the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll come back to this in a year and see if I've made <laughs> any progress. Happened. Ethan, did you curate a physical space? Uh, what else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, something else that is that has been helpful. I think it's it's helpful no matter how you're working, where you're working, in you know whatever trade you're in. But it's logging your tasks. Ah, now that I already do. Yes. <laughs> so I I don't care how you do it, whether you do it on an app or you have a physical book, or it doesn't matter to me. It not only helps you stay on point, but you don't lose track of things that you Mm -hmm. have to do. They don't slip through the cracks, at least as much. Uh, (laughs) And then you have like a record to look back on. I feel really accomplished and satisfying when you get to check them all off. Yes. I find it kind of motivating, actually, Mm -hmm. because I can zero in on clear tasks that I need to work on instead of like sitting there meandering through a fog of my own memory and untracked to-dos. Yeah. Um, Don't you have, you have like a physical book that you write in for this I do. So actually, um, I do both. Which is kind of weird, and <laughs> I have reasons for doing that. I don't have to get into right now. <laughs> episode, but um, yeah, I have a physical planner that I track things in. What it does is it helps me do my long term planning, and I like I write things in. But then I use a digital task manager called yeah. Todoist. Yes, and it syncs between all my devices. Nice. It categorizes things for me, which became a real lifesaver for me. Oh um, yeah. 
So when I learned to start really doing that consistently and like being consistent about how I did it, mm. whew, game changer. Yeah. I, even so like, I can see how that would be helpful from home, especially. I even kind of ratcheted up my pursuit of that recently because I used to leave small tasks on this like kind of ephemeral list that was not, it was literally a notes app. It was so unimportant. Um, and only the, only the cool stuff would make it on the, li- on the real list. The real list. And I'm like, you know, for me having these, these segregated lists was like not a good time because <laughs> I would look at the wrong thing or I wouldn't prioritize everything. So I, I recently decided to like converge, merge, whatever you want to say. Um, and that I just think has been a healthier thing to, yep. to kind of like consolidate. That's mm-hmm. the word. I do have another thought that might come in handy for some people. It's mm-hmm. kind of a small thing, but it's been, it's saved my life a few times. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, and that is to, you know, schedule your recurring tasks, mm. whatever they may be. That might be a day-to-day thing. That might be a week-to-week thing. For me, it's these little recurring things kind of blend into the background. Yeah. <laughs> and like, all that happens every week, and then I forget to do it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't use anything special. I literally use the iOS Reminders app. But if you have, like, software to do this, uh, I know you do, it's really helpful to, to keep those little things from falling through the cracks. I cannot tell you the number of times I would have forgotten relatively important things if I hadn't set reminders for myself. So what you're telling me, Ethan, is that I need to take the discipline that I use at the office and just carry it home. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't like that. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Home is where I go to be undisciplined. I'm just, I'm kind of kidding. I don't know, really. It's just not my default. Uh, It's very helpful to me. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta create the space to turn your work brain on. That's create the space to turn your work brain on. And then track it. You could, and then track it. See, like there was like, there was like kind of like a rhythmical (laughs) flow to that. Create the space to turn your work brain on. Yeah. Work break, work brain. Either or. (laughs) Create the space to turn your work brain on. Work break. I keep saying break. (laughs) Keep that in there because that's just funny. I'm an idiot. I'm trying to like say this is an iambic pentameter or something. I won't be the only person that's embarrassed in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, So I do have one final just kind of for fun question though. Okay. Which is what would you tell the Ethan of four years ago about working from home based on what you know or do now? Yeah. Well, hopefully no one's expecting me to change their lives with this. (laughs) I was. So come on. (laughs) But, you know, I can just share like what I've maybe observed over the past handful of years kind of balancing this. If I could tell myself something then, it would probably just to be to relax a little bit. Mm. Um, I think when I started off doing this, I put a lot of pressure on myself that wasn't real. Um, ah. Whether it's like personal anxiety or fear of doing well or measuring up to something that I invented. Um, ah, of course, truly a classic. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if people have just now started working from home, maybe they're like, oh, I'm not as productive as I was, you know, last month. I'm not doing as well as when I'm kind of in my work zone, in my office or whatever. I would just say, you know, relax a little bit. It's okay. Things are different right now. And you should cut yourself a little slack. And maybe that means, you know, you give yourself permission to take a break every once in a while. You Mm. know, step away from lunch and come back with fresh eyes. You know, make yourself a cup of coffee or do something that's just a little bit for you to give yourself a break and then come back. Yeah. Just give yourself a little grace. That's good. The Lord has grace for you. Why Why can you not receive that? Exactly. Come on. <laughs> uh, well, that is uh, wonderful. Thank you for contributing your subject matter expertise here. Yeah, hopefully it helps. I hope I don't have to apply it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready if I do. If you listeners have any questions about this or anything else, you can shoot us an email, podcast mm. at horizonschurch.net. 
You can interact with us on social media. And if you were helped by this and, you know, yeah. you know lift Ethan up there a little bit, just uh, yeah. give us an honest five-star review in the I'll iTunes store there. I'll read know? it from home and I will feel warm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for listening, joining us, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.